Some might say these are the best moments of Distorted View Daily from the past year. Others say these are better moments than the standard crap that I shovel out on a daily basis. Either way, this is the goodest stuff I have for you. It's Distorted Review 2021. This year saw the return of one of my favorite people. It's been a long time since we've heard from her. I'm talking about the queen of vagina power herself, Alexis K. Tyler. She's doing well, still insane, and it made me so happy to hear that she's getting back to her roots. Oh, she was all about dick and nuts and prison booty pussy. Welcome back, Alexis K. Tyler. Take a listen. It's probably been a good seven or eight years since Alexis uh, really provided audio for us. Let's see how her 2021 is going. In this clip, I believe she's talking about men in prison. Junkies. If there were junkies when they went in there and you think that they're not going to get the drugs, yeah, they do. They do. A lot of people are still addicted in jail and in prison, and the addictions escalate into another drug. Either they're addicted to psych meds or they're addicted to meth, cocaine, marijuana, booty, pussy, and dick. That's the hard stuff right there. Way easier to kick a meth addiction than to kick a booty addiction. Dick and nuts! Or that, yeah. There's a reason why there's dick and addiction. You can get all of that in prison. I, w- <laughs> I want to stop right there and just point out, yes, if you listen closely, that is a low battery smoke alarm in Alexis K. Tyler's apartment. You can get all of that right there in prison. What is up with that? Seriously? You can get your tranny in prison so you don't have to admit that you go both way. Alexis, it's 2021. We don't call them trannies anymore. Well, I do because I was specifically given the tranny card by some lovely transgender people. But you, you're not allowed to say you of all people as a black woman. You should know there are some words off limits. So you ain't really got to look at a hard leg ass nigga, old nappy head ass nigga. <laughs> then they can give him some soft, they can give some hormones, soften the nigga up. <laughs> Get him a wig, get him a lay front, get him some goddamn dark and lovely relaxer to relax them nap out his head and lay the edge down. Can you tell, put- like, as this clip goes on, the old Alexis is starting to come out. She's starting to rev back up. I have missed this bitch so much. If I had the means, I would pay her to do a podcast. The caveat, of course, is that it can't be about hair products. It's got to solely be about sexuality and pussy and dick and nuts. And she's got to lose her mind at least once per episode. Get him a lay front. Get him some goddamn dark and lovely relaxer to relax them nap out his head and lay the edge down. And put some baby hair around the side and some goddamn gel. And put him some titties on. <laughs> yes. Get him an ass on. Mm-hmm. Having it hum on, and you get your swerve on in there. They got a tranny, tranny side where you can get some booty pussy. What we're all looking for. And you can get so high that you don't even have to accept that 
You like to walk on the goddamn wild side. Because a lot of them smoke that guy, and then they get out, they can't be right for no mama. They can't be no father. Or if they try to be one, then they secretly get on the fucking hotline, on the fucking social media network, where the transsexual is waiting for them, because you want your chicken choke. <laughs> want them to choke your dick in they mouth and you want you some booty pussy <laughs> oh my god you don't want to admit it to nobody I haven't been this happy in a long time <laughs> you don't want to tell nobody one guy told me he said it made him so mad because he was in jail he said it was a, a good looking guy and they had visits from their baby mamas and their wives and girlfriends he said he was visiting this was maybe 15-20 years ago and we know it's worse now. He said he was visiting, the, the, the his baby mama was visiting with the kids and he was all over her and acting so glad to see her. And he said it made him so angry because he was kissing this lady in the mouth. He had just finished fucking a man. <laughs> that is sadly where the clip ends. I need more of Alexis K. Tyler in my fucking life. <laughs> Also in 2021, I played some older audio that I had never heard before. I specifically was fascinated with Marilyn Manson. I think he got into some legal trouble, women accusing him of weird sex shit. My search uncovered a deaf woman who was covered in meat and pissed on by Marilyn Manson. Although she didn't seem to mind it so much. hard to believe that Marilyn Manson was into some dark shit. Like, apparently he put a bunch of meat on a deaf girl. Have you heard this story about Marilyn Manson? And then, like, pissed on her? This happened in the late 90s, and I've got audio of the deaf girl, which is just great in itself, right? Deaf girl talking. Uh, but she's going to share her experience with Brian slash Marilyn Manson. I met Brian back when I was about 16 or 17 years old. At the plus five, Brian comes up and he grabs my boob. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like that. She was apparently okay with the sexual assault. I just laughed it off. Not only did she laugh it off, she started to partake in this craziness. Big fat guy that was a manager at the time came out and goes, hey, the single wants to apologize. I said, okay. Sorry for grabbing your tits. My hand slipped. Okay. I'll go back to her. I talked to him. All right. What's great is this next line. I, I don't know what the fuck she's saying here. Hold on. He was I think that was like he was apologizing and he seems like a nice guy. They come up with this idea from out in the middle of nowhere. They come in, they bring these bags of meat, take the meat and put it on me. So he puts the meat on me, put it in, he had a steak on my hand with hot dogs. Two hot dogs in the front, two hot dogs in the back. Pretty sure that's a bizarre sex term right there. Two hot dogs in the front, two hot dogs in the back. If it's Jewish guys doing the sticking, I think that's called a Hebrew national. All right, so Marilyn and crew are coating this woman, covering her in uh, meat, raw meat. I like how this deaf girl was like, yeah, they came up with this crazy idea on the fly. Meanwhile, they had three fucking bags of meat ready to go. That's Twiggy Ramirez, part of the Marilyn Manson crew. 
And then everything was fine until somebody in the room crossed the line and started to uh, urinate. She's okay with getting blood and meat juice all over herself, but she draws the line at piss. Oh, they were trying to pee and everything. And Twiggy with me in the corner and he tried to pee on me and everything. Oh, Twiggy was the one who was doing the peeing. Twiggy is, I guess, the bassist for Marilyn Manson. I got pissed. I took a roll of toilet paper and I peed on it and I threw it towards the camera. Then I took a fish head and I threw it in the shower. Guys were in the room and I couldn't get his dick out. I don't think I'd be able to either. There's a lot going on. Hey, you got a problem? What? I can't help it, but I'm fucking him for a while. The guys come back here and he's fucking me from behind. So this chick was definitely into it. If she didn't bail when fish heads were being thrown at her, you gotta just sort of assume she's down for anything. This deaf woman, by the way, is uh, is like a dominatrix. She, she's she got like a slave next to her. Oh, by the way, when I was fucking Steve Brian comes over, and he's like, yeah! It was really stupid, but that was better. Brian, again, is Marilyn Manson. So there you go. I don't know what that proves, <laughs> if anything, but, you know, he's, this guy's a freak. <laughs> Will Smith getting anything he wanted. And Tupac said she sold out because she knew that he was fucking me and a young boy. That's quite an accusation. So Jada uh, Pinkett Smith knows that Will Smith likes to not only fuck men, but also little boys. He likes to watch them young boys' ass and watch gay porn. He get... She's licking her lips like a crazy person, darting her eyes around. When them boys, you see them young boys on there, pull their ass down and bend over. Get fucked out Something he do with his tongue when he get real excited mm. when he watched the boy and, and Jada know he got an addiction for boys. He like to fuck men and get in the steam room and the shower and get, get orgy like Roman orgy and dish they ass out with a mess and gill and get fucked all. <laughs> they douche. <laughs> oh, Alexis K. Tyler, I love you. They douche they ass out with Mass and Gale. They douche they ass out. Dush. They dush. <laughs> oh, I've missed this bit so much. They douche they ass out with Mass and Gale and get fucked all in they dick into they tummy. Dick all in they stomach. Laying on they stomach. I might not do it now. But I see him cruising for boys. One that's homeless, hungry. Take them around at the gas station and get them one of them pimento cheese salmon and some of them laid chips. Some of them <laughs> cheese, them cheddar chips. Wow, that is some very specific imagery that Alexis K. Tyler is receiving from her spirit guide, Tupac. He buys boys pimento cheese sandwiches and cheddar cheese chips. Before he fucked they asses. He really likes dick. We got that, I think. Thank you, Alexis. That's that's quite enough for today. A sound clip that I play pretty frequently now. That really gave me tranny baby fever. Yep, that's the one. Uh, it came from an episode of DV back in March of this year. I was playing audio of one of my favorite trans people named Andrea. I think she was describing a dream in which she was pregnant and giving birth. Take a listen. 
And then Chloe goes, oh, my God, you're having the baby. You're having the baby. Chloe is the even bigger lesbian lover of this trans woman. She's also trans. And so I'm like, what? I'm touching my front and I'm like, I feel a pee pee. So no, I can't. You know, I don't have a vagina. Um, so I started like feeling my butthole and I was just like, oh, my God. I like felt like the head of the baby in my butthole and I'm like touching it and feeling it and I'm just like oh my god it felt so weird but it didn't hurt so I was like I didn't really feel like I was giving birth but I was and so I lay down and I'm pushing and I'm just like I, I just don't feel anything this is not that unusual. We have played clips on Distorted View daily and also I have posted stuff on my old uh, website ungod.ly ungodly of a, uh, a bunch of people shitting out baby dolls from their from their butt in an attempt to experience what birth feels like she sticks her hand in there and she kind of like pulls it out but it was like dead it was like it, it looked weird it looked like an alien baby well, like you are strange looking yourself girl it looked like a fucking alien baby it had like this weird strange colored hair like doll like hair and it just oh it looked horrible it looked like a doll like a, a weird alien doll that's probably what it was. Someone probably shoved a raggedy hand doll up your ass while you were sleeping. But it was dead. And Chloe starts giving it mouth to mouth. And I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm just like... And um, she's like, oh, I brought it back to life. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's my baby. Like, when, when it was alive, I was like, it's my baby. I love it. I'm kissing it, but I'm holding it. And I'm just like, it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. But I'm just like, it's my baby. So then it dies again. And I'm like, what the fuck? This time it dies for good. She never really mentions what she does with the dead alien baby. I'm guessing it's buried in her backyard or flushed down the toilet or something. I'm just like, that really gave me tranny baby fever. Ding, ding, ding. Once again, we have found today's episode title, Tranny Baby Fever. Like, I... I just, like, loved the way it felt. Like, I don't know, just giving birth. It was, like, fucking good. Oh, I think you're going to make a great mother to an alien baby one day. My stomach is oddly shaped, you know? I know. Like, I have a big cocoon belly. Got ripples. Massive fupa. Where I probably have been used as a test subject for transgender birth. Okay, that's quite enough. But, like, anal birth. Tranny alien anal births are on the rise. about the news. Prosecutors say a California man I'd rather hear enthused about the news than California from Phantom Planet. Prosecutors say a California man allegedly killed his wife and propped her up on Christmas morning for their kids to open gifts in front of her dead, rotting corpse. Unless the kids are really dumb, didn't realize mom was dead. She's just tired, tired and cold, and a little blue. William Wallace of Anaheim was charged in the 2011 killing of his wife, Zazel Preston, 26, which allegedly occurred during a violent argument on Christmas Eve. According to the Orange County Register, during his trial on Monday, wow, who said justice was swift? This happened 10 years ago. It's finally just 
getting to trial? Okay, whatever. So on Christmas morning, Wallace placed Preston's body on the sofa with sunglasses on. No, we do not need any more music on this episode of TV. She wears her sunglasses while dead. You know, I'm starting to think the kids are just really dumb. It's a weird sight to have mom pretty much passed out, but propped up on the couch with sunglasses on. Also, the father told the kids, mommy got drunk and ruined Christmas. Okay, now that is just straight up ripped off from a Red Sovian song. Well, it's Christmas and mom is drunk again. But that's okay, because I bought the kitties some presents this year and we'll have a real good time opening them underneath the Christmas tree. Kids will surely giggle in glee as they open their trucks and their dollies. I probably won't be able to hear them. But the sounds of their mommy yakking in the toilet. Later in the day, we'll all sit down and have a nice ham dinner. Just about the time that mommy starts getting the shakes on account of her alcohol withdrawal. And then the last part of the song is like where the kids tug on mommy's nightgown to tuck them in. It's time to go to bed, mommy. They softly whispered into her ear, but Mommy didn't move. Why won't you talk to us, Mommy? The kids cry and plead, but again, Mom doesn't answer. Her eyes rolled back into her head, and she slumps over dead. Merry Christmas, assholes. Another fine Red Sovine song. Thank you so much for joining me today on this cosmic plane. What not of the physical realm, of course, but a dimension where all manifestations are created through the power of thought and expressed through the sine waves of audio. I will be your spirit guide for the next 30 minutes of Earth time. But as you all know, in this sacred celestial zone that we are currently occupying, time doesn't so much exist as it does shifts. You may call me Tim Henson or Eternia, the pod lord. That was the name bestowed upon me by Rumtroth the Seer, the Quaalude galaxy's most powerful being. He really is a cool guy. Anyway, today we will astral project a great many beings and dream warp to several locales. So let's get started. Plug your nose with one hand and insert the index finger of your other hand into your exit hole and repeat after me to start the trans-dimensional warp procedure. My nose plugged. Yeah. I'm fingering my exit hole. Uh, uh, here we go. One, two, three, four. Let our minds begin to soar. Five, six, seven, eight. Through the trans-dimensional gate. Nine, ten, and back to one. Your mama weighs a metric ton. Double chins, double chins, and big wide thighs. Don't forget her left glass eye. Ugly, ugly. Your mama's ugly. Go Wildcats! Shit! I think I got that trans-dimensional chant mixed up with a high school football cheer. Oh, well, that's okay. The bad news is uh, our consciousness won't be elevating itself to higher planes of cosmic understanding. The good news, though, is I've got a new U-tard here who can do it herself, and she'll report back to us. Her name is Etheria, with an A. In the video I have for you today, she will be channeling the Palladians. Don't even act like you don't know who the Palladians are. I know you're not that dumb. Good morning, 
killing people. I feel someone knocking on my head, I think. So I'm going to give this a shot this morning. Don't judge as if you haven't had alien beings knocking on your head. Come and knock on her head. Come and knock on her head. She's been waiting for you. She's been waiting for you. When the voices are heard. And 12 other beings in the Palladians, too. Yeah, well, she certainly sounds wacky like a sitcom character. Now, before the Pleiadians will speak, she's got to uh, open a channel of communication, even though they've been knocking on her head. She's um, in a state of trance or meditation. <sighs> Don't be alarmed. This is normal. <sighs> I think. Sounds like she's waking up from a nightmare. (laughs) My dog's sleeping. (laughs) A lot of theatrics involved here. Okay, honey. I think it's time the alien should start speaking through you. Well, now you just sound like an anime character getting banged. Your cock is so delicious. You've got to be shitting me. Another herb at this time? Hold on, please. But she needs my lightness of being to help with the shift. I am going to step aside so that they can come through. Hold on, please. Hey, stand by for the big giant head. This apparently was just the alien's receptionist. She's going to go ahead and patch us through to the important beings. Actually, if you uh, want to know who that supposedly was, according to the description, uh, a theory says, Some of my unseen friends showed up this morning. The Pleiadians, whatever, introduced by Lisette, my fairy. (laughs) How dare you? That is very homophobic. No one calls gay people fairies anymore, except for my dad. Yeah, apparently Etheria has a fairy, and then she says, yes, fairies exist. Duh. So the fairy is, uh, you know, introducing the Pleiadians here. Should be taking over this woman. Any second now. As we have been called the bringers of the dawn. That sounds like something that you made up yourself. and that, But now you're saying, oh, other people call us that. Some people have called us the bringers of the dawn. It's their words, not ours. So too are you the bringers of... 
a new stage of consciousness, whether you realize it or not. This time you find yourselves in that is full of... I love that these very advanced beings can't seem to fucking modulate their voice properly. Turmoil. We find ourselves in a point in time surrounded by turmoil. It's really just a stirring up of the energies... To filter out that which no longer belongs what? on planet Earth. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do with that information? Why don't these aliens ever say anything worthwhile? Give us a new form of fuel. Tell us how to achieve light speed or create portals to another dimension. What is all this babbling about? That's a common thing with these YouTubers. They channel these aliens and they just talk about light. And consciousness and stuff. We don't know what to do with that. We're idiots. We're humans. Don't use your highfalutin words on us, plebeians. The dimension you are moving out of, which we believe you should leave in a better condition than how you found it. All right. Well, yeah, okay. On our way out of this dimension, we'll go ahead and clean up. Leaving a dimension. We can't even leave our houses right now. These Pleiadians are having us, you know, warping around. I think you got the wrong beings. Maybe you want to visit the beings one dimension over. Alien is having an asthma attack. Please stand by. I'm going to fast forward to the end of the transmission uh, simply because uh, it's a lot of babbling. I don't understand anything that the being is talking about. I just like the noises this woman makes. Transmission channels closing. Was it good for you, honey? Yeah. I was aware of um, some of what they said. Um, This was the Pleiadians, by the way. That's what they meant by the Bringers of the Dawn. Um, Which is a very good book. If if you've never read uh, Bringers of the Dawn, uh, please get it. Somewhere, I'm sure you can find it online or something and read it. It's a very good book. It's the first book I actually read back in the 1990s um, when things started happening to me. When the schizophrenia started showing itself. <laughs> a shout out to the freaks in the Discord, always helping me out. Vladimir Putsin, in particular, got on Meat Skelton's recent YouTube live stream and tried to get him to, uh, you know, Give Timmy Boo a little shout out. It didn't work. Yeah. Shout out to Tim, Maybew, and the Prolapse World of Cincinnati. He's just sort of reading questions and comments. He obviously has no idea what a prolapse is. Nothing here in the chat. Shout out to Tim and his blown out asshole. What else here? People in the chat saying, oh, give a shout out to Cheryl Murkowski and her engorged six inch clitoris. Okay. Whatever that means. Level 80 cat lady has some burst hemorrhoids after taking a shit. I'll be praying for you tonight, level 80 cat lady. Says here her toilet bowl is filled with blood. 
What does that mean? Does she have lady problems? Honestly, I think that's as close as we're going to get to a uh, mead skeleton shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Tim, maybe and the prolapse world of Cincinnati. Okay. Hey, me. Look at all the dead babies and septic tank. <laughs> oh, what's the next comment here? Dead baby septic tank. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we've been dealing with this fucking pandemic now for two years. Most of us have gotten pretty used to wearing masks in public. Back in 2009, though, there was uh, something called uh, the swine flu. And uh, that was threatening to become a pandemic. It didn't really get too bad. I made some interesting comments back then. Anyway, a listener reminded me about what I said on this old episode. So I tracked it down and I played some clips and, you know, compared it to what's happening now. This fucking swine flu cannot come and obliterate us soon enough. I mean, we as a species are not worth saving. I still say the same thing to this day, right? People continue to disappoint me. What's interesting, though, back in 2008 and 2009, we were dealing with the swine flu. I was using that as a good excuse to wipe out humanity. And what started as uh, some light commentary on an episode of Maury quickly turned into some anti-Asian and anti-mask ranting. Another episode of Distorted View Daily that has aged like fine wine. I don't care. I don't need a job. I steal bibs and bottles from my baby. I know how to provide. (laughs) I'm naming my little girl Chante Lithium Chorizo Harlem Chevelle. Not to keep interrupting here, but uh, damn, I am good at baby names. Just the other day, I came up with uh, a great name for a child, Anaphylaxis. So pretty, right? But back in 2009, I had some good names up my sleeve. Shantae Lithium Chorizo. Adorable and unique. I love it, by the way. All these fucking people in Mexico and shit are wearing those those little masks now. You saw that uh, during the bird flu epidemic over there in China. Little Asians wearing those things. They don't do any. They do not do anything. If you're going to get the flu, you're going to get the flu. Fucking masks aren't going to save you. So stupid. Do you remember like a month after the whole SARS thing hit and all the Asians were wearing their masks? Then you started to see like designer mouth masks, right? Like it was the regular mouth mask and they put fabric over it like Burberry. (laughs) Wow. And then the same thing happened over here like 10 or 11 years later. And Timmy Boo quickly changed his tune. We got to all be wearing masks. Where are you going to die? Having a gay conniption fit over here. You know, when shit is far away over there in China, it's easy to say, ah, they're dumb. Don't you people? It's a thin piece of fabric. Y'all are idiots. Stupid Asians wearing masks, thinking it's going to save them. Meanwhile, I've spent hundreds of dollars on those N95 masks. I refuse to leave my house. My hands are raw from hand sanitizer. Like different patterns and stuff. Your surgical mask doesn't need to match your handbag. Should not be worried about looking fashionable. So stupid. Look, if if some pandemic is going to come, there's nothing you can do. All right. (laughs) Tim Henson, ever the optimist. Oh, if he only knew what was in store for him. See what happens? I talk out of my big ass mouth. I jinxed it for the entire country, the entire world. 
I'm so glad that this is a dumb program, right? No one takes anything I say seriously, right? Even if I tell you, like, oh, I invested all my money in McDermott stock. No one is doing the same thing. No one says, that Tim Henson, he's smart. I think I'm going to empty out my entire savings account and do what he's doing. No, they. you all understand that I'm a moron. So I don't feel so bad that I said this stuff. And it's still probably true. Although I was just talking to Lord Douche the other day as we were like uh, in some some store wearing my mask. I love masks. You can't see my face, my big fat bloated face. You can't see all the horrible shit that I'm saying under my breath about you, the other shoppers. And despite what I said back in 2009, I've been wearing a mask now for over a year. I haven't had a cold or or the flu or anything. Also, it should be noted, the second the CDC and Dr. Fauci was like, yeah, we should all be wearing masks. I was on Etsy trying to find cool designs. I got a neat uh, space-themed mask. I got one with a Scooby-Doo print on it. And at no point did I remember this episode of Distorted View Daily where I knocked the whole concept of, of masks including designer masks. If, if some pandemic is going to come, there's nothing you can do, all right? Just grin and bear it. You might get through it, you might not. You don't have to like it, but there's not much you can do. That's exactly what I tell all my sex partners. There are a lot of TikTok trends that annoy the shit out of me. One of them that I forgot about was when uh, someone gets on with sappy music playing in the background saying, someone sent this video to you to let you know they love you. And they go on and on and on. I call it share baiting. Here is the moment I learned about this disturbing, despicable trend. Okay, friends, are you listening? This person sent you this video because they want you to realize and understand that they're there for you 100%. (laughs) Right? Low battery smoke alarm strikes again. By the way, I hate this video for more than just the low battery smoke alarm. This is like the next generation of clickbait. It's not clickbait. It's like it's share bait. Make some fucking sappy ass inspirational TikTok. And low IQ idiots share it with their friends. Instead of like telling your friend, you know what? I love you. I miss you, my friend. You you have a third party, some idiot, make a video, a very impersonal video, by the way. It's generic. And also, let me just tell you this. I think this might be worse than Darman videos. At least Darman videos have some sort of production value. They use nice cameras. They have a nice audio setup. At the very least, recorded in a room that doesn't have the smoke alarm beeping every 15 seconds. Why am I the only person that is bothered by this? Anna, they'll always be friends with you because they love you. They care for you, okay? So one thing you need to take from this is pass it on to another friend and another one, send it to your family members. They need to realize as much as you do that you're amazing and nobody is stopping you <laughs> from achieving your goals. And your- the background music is way too loud, yet still... The smoke alarm comes through crystal clear. At the start of the video, he's like, okay, send this to someone who needs to hear it. And then at the end, he's like, now you got to send it to other people. It's like a fucking chain letter. You will send this to some of your friends. 
or bad luck will befall you for the next seven years. <laughs> Genesee of Aurora, Illinois, sent this video to ten of her friends. They all thrived, and now they're making six figures as Instagram influencers. Meanwhile, Christian Dukakis of Roswell, New Mexico, didn't send this video to any of his friends, and now he's dead. Died of an overdose and cancer, and a piano fell on top of him. While he was walking to the to his crack dealer or, or something. Now make sure to like and share this video. Been a week or two since we've heard from Mead. He's vlogging from his car and he's talking about his future wife. And he's imagining what what his <laughs> he's imagining what his marriage will be like. I envision after a long day of working at Chick-fil-A in the cow costume, I'll come home and greet my wife by loosening the ropes that I tied around her to keep her from escaping. Take that ball gag out of her mouth and let her get to work on making me a down-home country dinner. I'd like to talk about love and marriage, which I believe in firmly in you. I'm a true romantic, and I've been thinking about my future wife and what that would be like. It's funny because the only time we've ever really heard me talk about women is um, when he told us that charming romantic story of how he stalked a teenage girl. And her dad had to call Mead's parents because she was totally fucking freaked out. She expressed no interest in him whatsoever. And so then he would just sort of stare at her from a distance. Watch her with other men. What a fucking creep. I'm a romantic at heart. Just like Jeffrey Dahmer was. And when I think about marriage and my wife, I think of sort of like um, best of friends, you know, best of friends sharing your life together in an adventure. You know, it's kind of like an adventure. It's like your best friend, except you get together for intimate sessions. So like your best intimate. God, he's so weird. Like who talks like this? Call it sex. Intimate sessions. That sounds like a dating service from like the 1980s. Welcome to Intimate Sessions. Leave it to me to make sex sound not sexy at all. Yeah, I'm just looking for a girl who could be my best friend and participate in coital symposiums with me. Neat, are you looking to fuck or go on a business trip? I just want to attend some conferences with my wife. Intimate conferences. All right, uh, back to the video here. It's like your best friend, except you get together for intimate sessions. So <laughs> it's like your best intimate friend. Um, but I don't want her to be too intimate with me. I like to have my own privacy. So not looking for a nympho. <laughs> no, thank you. Like, I don't mean, I don't think you have to worry about that. I picture us living on a beautiful and a beautiful, uh, in a beautiful ranch in Virginia somewhere, horse farm and on a 10 acre farm with horses. And we go out riding together and singing together. Mm, horses still hung up on that chick. When it comes to our lifestyle, I believe we will have to have separate bedrooms. I what? <laughs> Mead literally is living in a fucking 1950s sitcom. Too much temptation if we're in the same bed. Hanging together. When it oh comes to our life. My God. Lifestyle, I believe we will have to have separate bedrooms. I know I need my own private bedroom. Why? 
Why? Why? What is he doing in that bedroom? Because I'm a very private person, and I can't sure I can have a woman in my room messing around with my stuff. Um, I just what stuff? Like what is going on? This is so strange, right, freaks? It's just like there's so many questions. Like what the fuck is Meat up to? Is he a serial killer? I don't like. He wants his own bedroom because he doesn't want a woman messing around with his stuff, going through, looking, meddling. And you know he's going to lock that bedroom when he's not in there. I just need my own bedroom, and she can have her bedroom, her little girly bedroom. I'll have my boy bedroom with my music studio and my equipment and all that. We will also have to have separate bathrooms because they're not going to shower together, and I'm sh- not sharing the shower. Or any- you can take turns. Thing like that. I have to have my own privacy. And I think it's really for her benefit because, you know, in case I have some gastrointestinal issues, she can have her own little... Uh- I love that this is Mead's fantasy. Like, imagining what life would be like with the woman of his dreams. These are the details he's telling us. This is what he's thinking about. I don't want a woman going through my stuff. Separate bedroom. Separate bathrooms. So she doesn't have to smell my ass stink. That's for her benefit. <laughs> like, I love Mead. God damn it. Area away from that. I'm only thinking of her. Yes! Um, but that's that's it. You know, we have to have our own separate bedrooms. There's no law. What law says a man and wife have to share the same bed? Now, when it comes to our baby making time together, we will have to find. Oh, you mean your intimate sessions? Isn't that what we're calling it? Or is it different when you're actually trying to make a baby? It's like the impregnation conclave. The sperm caucus is now meeting. And the right you know, uh, bedroom for that. I don't think it really matters, mine or hers. But, um, but you know, most of the time we won't be doing that. Um, and so we'll be praying together. We'll have our own little prayer sessions. And I picture her like a really sweet girl with like a high, p- high, you know, like, hi, Mead. Oh, like this. Hey, Mead. You know, like that. Oh, my God. We need to get Vlad to talk to Mead. And ultra-feminine because she has to balance my ultra-masculine because I'm very masculine that way. So she has to be... I'm sorry. This is parody, right? This is a this is a giant joke. Ultra-feminine. And so she'll be cooking me my meals, you know, gourmet meals. Ultra-masculine. Hi, everybody. This is Mead. I just sing about sweet tea over here. Yes. But, you know, just simple. Big burly mead. Dishes like Eggs Benedict and stuff like that. And she'll be, yeah, wear her apron. And, oh, she'll be really pretty. And she'll be really creative. She'll be uh, doing a lot of, you know, we'll be songwriting together. Um, and, and, and when it comes time to raising our children, we will raise them with traditional values. Warn them about the dangers of the militant LGBT and communism and all those things. And I think they would be, I prefer to have them homeschooled. I do not trust the public school system. We all know how normal people turn out when they're fucking homeschooled. And private school is just too expensive. So we'll have to have them homeschooled, but preferably we'll have to get a tutor because I'm terrible at math. And so I won't be able to help them with that. Although hopefully my wife will be better at math than I am. So my wife can do all the diaper changing. She can change the diapers and... Do all that good stuff. Now, I might offer to help every now and then, but when I change diapers, I will have to wear, uh, you know, sanitary gloves. I can't get my hands anywhere near that stuff. So I'll be wearing my gloves. And uh, 
I don't like to, you know, I love children and infants and babies, but I don't want them spitting up all over me, especially if I'm wearing my nice suit, you know. So we'll just have. Yeah, I think Mead's ready to have kids, don't you? To arrange. Uh, yeah, as long as I don't ever have to touch them or have them spit up on me or change diapers or feed them. Yeah. Love kids. Um, the, uh, you know, our baby cuddling time or whatever it's called. But I will be a very good father and I will love my wife. I believe that marriage is a partnership. Now, here's another thing. My wife will not have to get permission from me uh, for anything. If she wants to get an antique or, you know, she wants a new pocketbook or <laughs> pocketbook antique or uh, even that's the only thing me could think of that a woman would ask ask about could i get a pocketbook a parrot she doesn't have to come to me to me no, for that's per- ridiculous permission. i'm not her daddy i'm not her gatekeeper she can do what she wants and i can as get, long as she doesn't work full time get what i want so we will not have to you know get each other's permission to buy stuff that's just so outdated and silly and archaic are you kidding me if there's one thing mead skelton isn't is old-fashioned you know as long as she knows how to cook and clean and be pretty and help (laughs) me and 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 be my best fan in the same fucking breath he said that oh that's archaic as long as she's pretty and can cook and clean you know i believe marriage can work now if we have our separate bedrooms it also lead to less domestic disputes is that why half of marriages end in divorce it's the sleeping in the same room. I didn't know that. Thank you, Mead. We will have our own private um, arrangements, so you can't go wrong with that. But I do think of marriage like I believe in marriage and family. I believe in that, you know, leave it to beaver tradition of marriage and where the husband is the, you know, he runs things and the wife does her thing. And- it's a real partnership. Now, freaks, the next thing I'm going to play for you had me questioning if Mead is just trolling us. Like, if this whole time, Mead is just a giant troll and we fell for his act. I cannot believe someone like this really exists. But then I think back and I'm like, he got arrested at that Confederate statue thing. He's not making this all up. He's This is who he really is. Take a listen to this. And, you know, and some people say, well, Mead, what do you have to offer a woman? Well, first of all, I can yodel. Yeah. The top quality women look for, everyone knows this, the, uh, women are looking for a man who can yodel. People say, well, Mead, what do you have to <laughs> offer a woman? Well, first of all, I can yodel. Yeah. First of all, I can yodel. Okay, I can yodel. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm very good at... Uh, um, Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I have a certain way. I I, I don't know. I I think that I have a lot of good qualities. I really do. I have a lot of good qualities. The only firm example he could give is yodel. I can yodel. And I have a happy disposition, a very charming, uh, you know. He's happy and he yodels. A mom was left horrified after her neighbor's porn accidentally started playing through her child's nightlight while she was asleep. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's time for a distorted new insensitive reenactment. Mindy, it is time to go to sleep. I don't wanna! 
I don't care if you don't want to. It's bedtime. I've got ghosts in my room. You don't have ghosts in your room. You're stalling. Good night, Cindy. What? 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 What, Cindy? What do you want? Don't forget to leave the nightlight on for me. All right. Good, good night, Cindy. Night, Mommy. <sighs> Please, ghosts, stay away tonight. Night, Mommy. Night, Daddy. Night, Jesus. <sighs> Tarnation is going on in here. There's a ghost in here talking about holy things, but he doesn't sound nice when he says it. Oh, for goodness sakes. This is all your imagination. Go back to sleep. Here, I'm going to turn off the light and put your nightlight back on, okay? No more interruptions. Night, sweetie. Oh. I'll just shut my eyes. Try to count sheep. One sheep, two sheep, three. These lovely big tits. Do you know what we are? We're fucking cock destroyers, aren't we, babe? Fucking destroyers. Fucking cock destroyers. We love to just get your dick and fucking despunk them fucking balls. Spunking what? They said they were gonna destroy my cock! Cindy! That's what the ghost said. There are no ghosts in your room! But I keep here! It's all your imagination! Like my imaginary friends talking to me? Yeah, if that'll put your mind at ease and get you to go to fucking sleep, yeah, it's like imaginary friends. Oh, that makes sense. Now, for the love of God, go to bed! Okay. Don't forget the nightlight. Okay. Good night, Cindy. Hmm. Hello? Cock destroyers? Are you still there? Hmm. Okay. <sighs> it's time for another dose of my spunk all over your fucking whole face, isn't it, baby? Slut, are you? Sure, if you'll be my friend. I know that as I'm making this, you're on the other end of this, and you're masturbating your little fucking wet, smelly little cunt before me. How did you know I do that? I didn't think anyone could see me. Oh, look, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Cindy, what is that racket? I'm talking to my imaginary friend. Leave us alone. Cindy, it is three in the morning. What in the hell is that book? Oh, oh my God. You're just jealous because I made him spunk hard. What you made me do? You fucking dirty whore. You fucking dirty, dirty fucking masturbating whore. Yeah, that's what I am. A dirty masturbating whore. That's all I'll 
That's all I want! Cindy, stop talking like that! No, I believe my imaginary friends. I make them spunk. They saw me playing with my smelly twat. No, no, Cindy! Those aren't imaginary friends talking to you. Some sort of radio interference coming from your nightlight. No, Mother, you have set me down a path. It cannot be reversed. I will become a spunk whore. is believe your children when they tell you cock destroyers are visiting them at night take that shit seriously well that is all the time we have on this edition of distorted review but there are so many more great moments from 2021 that we have yet to cover so i will be back again this fucking series will never end that's just the curse of being so good at what i do I produce countless moments of joy and memorable comedy. It's the cross I bear. If you want to email me, show at distortedview.com or voicemail in 206-666-4463 to tell me your favorite moments for the past year. I would love to hear them. Don't forget to sign up for the Sideshow TV's member site at superfreaksideshow.com. You'll gain access to every single past episode in the archives. And every week we do brand new Sideshow exclusive podcasts. Again, the website is superfreaksideshow.com. Normal episodes of Distorted View Daily resume on Monday, January 3rd. Until next time, bye everybody! Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.